Hey, you guys, this is Call Me Coffee coming to you once again with another epi, and you are at the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. And some of you may know me as Coffee Ole, aka Honey Nana, okay, Honey Latte in Charge, and now I'm hearing Honeysuckle Rose, okay, Max Ivy, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lovely guest for you, my lovely lattes, Mr. Mark Iverson. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, honey. Yes, you're so welcome. I'm happy that you came on the show. I don't know why we haven't done this sooner. And you are like one of my favorite directors. Oh, well, thank you. Thank yes. You. Thank you for making the entire experience with for-profit film such a positive one, so endearing. It was more like a, a workshop. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. That's, I want to have that vibe going with every production. It's all, we're always learning. We're always growing. You know, we're always sharpening our creative tools, you know, so that's good to hear. You're, yeah, you were great on set doing on camera and behind the scenes stuff. So. Hey, y'all heard that lovely lattes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, so. So how did you even break into filmmaking, that whole industry? Yeah, well, I, I started making my own films in high school and um, was very inspired by just filmmaking in general. Loved films, loved, was very interested by filmmaking and the idea of it. And I started writing in high school, just uh, actually started writing kind of poetry, some kind of pro stuff. And then I had an idea for a script and I just wrote it as a script form. And I was like, all right. My parents have a digital video camera and I could borrow a microphone and I have some funny friends and, and uh, so, yeah, we just started making, making movies. And, and the first thing I really put my heart and soul into, um, well, I made it like a fake commercial for a class and that was fun. But then I put my heart and soul into a, like a 40 minute film, which is not really short, but it's not really a feature film, but it was a, uh, it was a really great story and a lot of fun to make. And, and once we finished that and we showed that, I just, I just knew, I just knew. And so then I made a feature uh, that was uh, uh, two hours long. And when I was a senior in high school and then went to, then I knew I wanted to make films. So I applied to different film schools and I got into UCLA and went there for four years. And, and um, so I flew out, flew out to Los Angeles and did the LA thing. And, and from there, I just been, you know, continuing to, to make films, write films. I, I um, have gone down the, as you know, the independent feature filmmaking route, which is its own unique part of the film industry. A lot of my friends are yeah. doing very, very well in television right now. Um, but the independent feature scene has been more difficult in the last 10 years specifically, but I've always wanted to do that. So I've continued to go down that, that route, but I got started here in, in Chicago and making films in high school and, and uh, in between college years, I'd come back and make short films here. And, and, um, and then we just shot, yeah, my, as you mentioned, for profit, my real actual first feature film, legitimate feature film last summer here. Um, but I did go and get trained in LA a little bit. I was in a, I was in a comedy sketch group at UCLA. 
And that was the big thing that let me forward when it comes to learning, when it comes to, to technical know-how, when it comes to working with actors um, and comedy in general, just having an ear for comedy and understanding editing and, and all that. So where I think I cut my teeth big time. Yeah. Yes, love to hear that. You smart too. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about for profit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's um a near and dear project to me, my big first directorial debut. And and I'm a producer on it as well. I found the financing and put a lot of my own money that I've saved and raised for a decade into it. Um so it's a real passion project and feature film and it's called for profit profit like Moses play on words and, <laughs> and uh, it's a dramedy with faith elements about a uh, young married man who gets tasked by an angel to save his hometown from corruption and uh, the town is not doing well there's a, a homeless issue they're closing the homeless shelter even though they need to keep it open and um, and there's a lot going on with the town. There's possible corruption, and this angel swoops in and tasks this this man to to save it. There's a lot of it's a wonderful life themes going on, and very inspired by those kinds of films. Um, and it, there's also a demon character that's latched onto the main character as well. So it becomes this angel demon on your left and right shoulder, back and forth. Who are you going to listen to? Is this guy crazy? Is he <laughs> having a spiritual revelation? Is what's going on here. And, and so there's a lot of comedy, a lot of drama, a lot of faith going on and um, something. Yeah. It took me, wow, like three years to write. And, and we've been in post-production for a year now and we shot last June, 2019. And, mm. and so we're on the last home stretch here and we're going to be done finished with the film this summer is, is the plan this next couple of months. So um, we're on our way. That's great. And are you thinking to like release it in films uh, locally? Lots of options. Lots mm -hmm. of options. You know, um, there is uh there's a strong market for faith elemented types of films. Yes. And, and so, and us being something that as you can attest to on set, we had great actors, you know, we had really good performances. We had really good uh, crew. My DP Cameron did a fan, Cameron, uh, Pachamali, he did a fantastic job. So we have um, a lot of, of technical um, um, goodness, so to speak, mm -hmm. to the film, too, that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the more faith-based movies lack a little bit of those elements sometimes. And so I think we're going to do really well within that market. And, mm -hmm. and it's something where, um, you know, there's a lot of streaming possibilities when it comes to to those films there's also lots of television possibilities you know hey, hey, hey. Um, I, yeah right mm -hmm. you, i don't know if you like it's not even just the the hallmark kind of thing too but things mm -hmm. like you know channels like freeform abc family things that are family oriented but you know um but want to get into some um theological faith kind of stuff too you know there's mm -hmm. i mean look at the market right now for for these Christmas movies. There's like 500 Christmas movies out there every year. <laughs> Half of them are faith-based kind of things. Yeah. And, and they do very well on television. Those are all television movies. So, um, but the hope, the hope, the prayer that I'm, that I'm, that I'm sending out to God is, 
is that maybe we can get some theatrical release, even though that is changing. And I'd love mm -hmm. to talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's something where this genre, the faith genre, does actually do really well. Yes. At the theaters, which is yeah, they're you know the, the big action movies do well. The the um, you know bigger kind of uh, comedies do well. The horror movies do mm -hmm. well at the box office, but also the faith movies. Where you have a lot of people coming out for that uh, for that type of of story being told, and and so so we'll see. There's lots of options. I, I really feel like I'm putting it in God's hands and and saying, hey, wherever you want me to go, let's go here. So. Yes, and that's awesome that it's faith-based and it's something the whole family can enjoy and just answering all those questions about, you know, your faith in God and just how strong is it? Can it withstand all the challenges that we're going through, like what we're going through right now, even, right. Um, with the Rona happening? Yeah, yeah. And the Rona, yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. love the Rona. Yeah, I mean, I hate the Rona. I hate the Rona. We but hate the I hate the Rona. I love the term, though. I love the term. Yeah. I uh, like the nickname. Yeah. yeah and even um, with the recent protests happening. Right. Sure. Also, it's just so much going on. So just being able to anchor in your faith and yes. having, I guess, maybe an escape, if you will. Um, it's just like a feel good uh, just situation. Um, so, like, how do you feel like? all the stuff that's going on right now, how do you feel like it's impacted the film industry? Oh, um, big time, big, big time. time. And it's something where it's even hard to even put into terms right now because it's happening as we speak, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're continuing every day. I'm looking at their, Oh, they're pushing back the release date. Still, they're still pushing back through, you know, for these films that were going to come out in July, they're pushing to August. Now they're still not sure about what's going to happen with these theaters and and um and what the theatrical release model is going to look like but also from our perspective you know when it comes to working on sets yeah that's clearly going to be impacted by by everything and hopefully it's really going to be more just for the next year or so um and then get back into some kind of normality when it comes to um just not having to sanitize everything all the time um but but I certainly for the next year, I'm sure all productions are going to have protocol when it comes to when it comes to these things. And, and you know, at that point, it's you know, it doesn't even matter what your, um, you know, susceptibility is or what you feel politically about the situation. It's like you just got to band together and like any kind of production and just teamwork and and say, OK, yeah, we have to do these checklists. We got to make sure and do these things before we can roll the camera, but let's just make sure and, and uh, check these things off so we can get, because everybody, I mean, uh, us artists who, who storytell in this medium, mm -hmm. we want to get back to work. You know, we want to yes. get, you know, we want to get back on set. <laughs> we want to, we want to be doing our thing. And, 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 but we also definitely want to make sure everybody's comfortable and everybody's um, feeling good about that. So it's just that balance. But I think, you know, film sets, if they're produced well and run well, knock on wood, pray, praise, <laughs> praise Jesus. Let's hope. <laughs> I, I, I know that you can, you can band together and everybody on the same team knows, knows the protocol and knows, okay, yeah, you got to sanitize the camera, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, at this moment, we got to make sure everybody wears gloves when they're not on camera, but whatever it is, mm 
you know, we'll make sure and get it done so we can get back to, to storytelling because that's what we want to be doing. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm I'm in a very, you know, God put me in a wonderful position because my film was in post-production while this happened. Yes. So it could have been it could have been, you know, if we were planning on shooting in June of this, this year. year yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's I can't even imagine, you know, and so it's something where um, I, I was in a very, very good position um, with the, with for profit and, and very blessed. Um, and so I have a different kind of perspective, whereas, you know, if I have a friend, friend of a friend um, who two weeks into production, two weeks into production, the Rona hit and. <laughs> And they, she doesn't know if she's ever, it was her directorial debut. She doesn't know if she's ever going to finish the film. And that's tough. That's real tough. I don't, that, that would be, that would challenge my faith for sure. You know, that would really be rough for me for a while if that kind of thing happened to me. Luckily, my faith in a lot of ways has been affirmed because thank you God that we shot last year, you know? Yes. And, and so when it comes to the coronavirus effect on the film industry, I'm in a very blessed position we're gonna have a we're gonna have a seller's market in the next year when it comes to finished film so if you have a finished film that's marketable that's good mm-hmm. you know which i hope our which i hope for profit is both of those things mm-hmm. um the next year there's a lot of films there's a lot less films that are going to be available for purchase by distributors but but at the same time as we all know with this lockdown, one of the things we know for sure is that the film industry is not going away. We need our stories. We need our characters. We need to to um, um, to watch content that helps us, that inspires us, that that yes, sometimes distracts us, but also empower, also empowers us, also teaches us. And and I think that and I think that no matter what movies shows, good content is going to be needed. Yes. And so, and so, yeah, there's, there's just going to be a, a little bit of a gap where there's going to be less films that have been made, but of still high demand for, for stories. Yes. So I'm hoping God's going to put me right in there and slip right in there. And, yeah. and um, that's, that's the prayer. Yeah. That's the prayer. Right. Yeah. And, and I just want to thank you so much for telling these inspiring stories and not being afraid to go there and also keeping your cast diverse. Um, mm, yes, that's yeah. so important, diversity and inclusion. Um, so how do you plan to just carry that torch forward and just keep keep that going, um, keep that conversation going, keep that action going um, yeah. in, in light of what's happening right now with all the protesting and what happened with George Floyd? Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. all I can do is what God allows me and, and is props me up to do and gives me gives me uh, the action to do. And, and he's always told me to, to be telling diverse stories as much as I can. I got to make sure and tell the stories that I know I can tell. I'm not trying to speak uh, for experience that I don't have, you know? Um, And, um, and, you know, thank God I I have been extremely blessed when it comes to um, my life. And, but, um, but I've always, you know, um, I've always wanted to make sure and be telling as diverse stories as I can and working with as diverse people as possible behind mm-hmm. the scenes as well. And I think that was um, one of the things that's great about the Illinois tax credit that we apply for with this film is that you, you must have a diverse crew and you must have a diverse cast. 
and it's something that um, that I think is very good. I think that's a, that ended up being a very good thing where um, there were a couple of positions where uh, we were like, okay, we need somebody, and we actively were like, you know, we would like somebody of color for this position, mm-hmm. and so we went out and got that, and um, and and it was it was good to have those conversations, not be afraid to have those conversations, and you know, and say, no, no, we want we want um, a very diverse crew here as well as on camera diversity, um, and I feel that you know, um, as horrible as um, and and extremely difficult as, as, uh, uh, the, the times are and, and, uh, these, these specific, you know, murders that have taken place are just horrific. I personally found it difficult to even finish watching some of these videos for, Mm -hmm. you know, just because I just start crying and I'm just like, I don't, Uh I can't, I can't do this. And so, but I think these kinds of things happen, God allows these kinds of things to happen because they do spark change in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something where it's like, you know, I mean, look what God did with his, with his son. He let, mm-hmm. he, he allowed his son to be sacrificed and, and it's because now we have salvation through him. And so it's, it's one of those things where um, it tests your faith these times, but mm-hmm. when you see, when you see good things and good things uh, happen, you see good people rising up um, yeah, you see difficult things. Yes, you see um, people um, who have uh, righteous frustration, righteous anger, and they don't know where to put it. You know, it's 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 difficult. It's very difficult. These are very um, um, difficult times of faith, but also inspiring because, yeah, I I, I hope that you know um, that, and I pray that it is happening big time that that the, my industry is really, really listening right now to, okay, yeah, not only do we need diversity, but we also need um, uh, diversity in crew and cast. We also need diversity in storytelling where we're having all the different perspectives and, and telling everybody's story. And, and, um, and I think it's, I think it's uh, great in a lot of ways that, um, that these changes are, are happening, even though it comes out of tragedies. Uh, yes. You know, um, it's tough to say those kinds of things because because they're very difficult times for a lot of people, um, um, especially the families of of these people. But um, but you know, I think I think we can we can make sure that uh, um, that we channel God's God's will here and and for a good change. And you know, all I can do, you know, you too, you know, we're we're artists, we're storytellers. You know, we can only do what we can do and and so I'm just going to continue to to try and do that. I got lots of scripts with all kinds of um, characters and all kinds of stories. And I want to produce lots of different types of stories, not just write and direct either. I want to I want to tell, um, uh, you know, African-American stories. I want to tell Latino-American stories, Asian-American stories. I want to tell every kind of American story. I do feel like I can tell any kind of American story as long as I'm working with other diverse people, you know, mm-hmm. it, I don't feel comfortable necessarily writing and directing, uh, you know, a story about, um, a young man dealing, a young black man dealing with his race, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I can empower. What I want to do is I can empower as a producer, I can empower an African-American director to direct that movie. You know, okay. and that's what I, that's what I want to do is, is I can say, okay, I can find these scripts, these scripts written by a Latino American who has a unique story 
and I can say, okay, let's pair it with this director and let's put, let's send it to this actor and let's put this, this, this thing together and let's tell this story. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I think God is calling me to do is to say, okay, not only can I tell my stories, but I can tell other people's stories as a producer. And, um, and that's, you know, I've learned a lot about business when it comes to filmmaking because of, of for profit. And I really want to put forth that into the future where I can be producing other people's stories as well. Um, I'm really excited about that. And yes, and thank you so much for putting a kingdom spin on it because a lot of us, we can get very emotional and then kind of out of that frustration, it can lead to, you know, places of even more tragedy. So that's awesome that you're holding back that and just taking that power back from the adversary and saying, look, I would like to empower people of color. And you're also with someone of color. So like, how do you feel like that's impacted uh, your relationship personally? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just got engaged actually. Hey, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. My wonderful, my wonderful gal, my partner, she is amazing. My fiance. Yes. And, um, And yeah, I've learned a lot. She, we come from very, different cultures. She's African-American and Japanese. And so she speaks Japanese. She's bilingual. And, and um, so we both have learned a lot from, from being in, in our relationship together. And, um, but also it's, it's, yeah, it's taught me that, you know, that it's, it's personal for me now. It's not Mm -hmm. just something that other people are going through. It's what my family's going through. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that makes it personal for me. That really empowers me. I think it's part of what God's plan here is putting us together in in a way, you know, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it can help uh, um, um, my storytelling and my business and my, my life to, to, um, to now have it be part of my family, not just, not just something, you know, um, I've always been, I, I hope I've always been, um, you know, somebody who, uh, can empathize with anybody's story, but to to really go through it personally, and that's that's a difficult thing now too. I feel like as mm-hmm. as a white American, I you know I want to do all I can and do everything I can and support, um, and yet at the same time, I also understand that yeah, it's not you know not my story, it's not my um, uh, personal experience, but it's it's going back to what I was saying as far as being a producer. It's I want to highlight these stories i want to to empower these stories and sort of the filmmakers i work with you know rico my producing partner his uh movie that he did right before for profit it's called the killing of kenneth chamberlain and um and it was about unfortunately a um a, a bipolar older man who who um accidentally turned on his his uh button that for assistance and the cops came and it ended up in a in a bad situation and he, he ended up dying and and um and rico and his partners on that movie found the story and and we're just like we need to tell this we need to tell the story we need to tell the story they just knew and and rico uh, he's an italian american man but it's something where he as a producer empowered that story to to be and and i think that's that's fantastic and you know and it's something that i i've talked a lot about with with my uh, fiance, Marja, she's, um, you know, something where this is, you know, we've had long conversations about everything going on and, and, you know, we're always learning, we're always growing and always um, trying to 
understand everybody and trying to um, be better people and be better neighbors. You know, as Jesus says, love thy neighbor. That's everybody. That's every neighbor. That's yeah, all the yeah. neighbors. You know, that's not just the ones that are actually right next door to you. you that's know? right. That's right. And we can't just only talk about that love you you're okay with showing that love for all of your neighbors how beautiful is that and shout out to rico yeah right yeah and we are pretty much almost out of time it was so good talking to you it just felt really relaxing soothing um and just thanks for being that that ally that we all need right now and saying hey i may not have this story to tell and I'm not trying to tell it from my lens, my perspective. Um, but if I have to recruit someone else to help direct this and make this happen, I'm on board. Yeah. And we all can like kind of work together on that. Um, and congrats again on your your recent engagement. I want to say Thank nuptials because I yeah. feel like you're married already. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we moved in together. Yeah. Yes. We're we're getting to be a married couple here, which is exciting. Yeah. So. Yes. What a beautiful transition. Um, and quickly, before you go, if you had to pick a film right now that will tell your story, <laughs> what oh. would that be? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, well, I mean, for profit, for profit's my story, you know. <laughs> I really, you know, I just, that's so what you my. identify with for profit. It's it's my story. It's okay. my it's my heart. It's God. It's God working through my heart and telling my story. And in a in a you know, it's not exactly it, but it's it's you know, it's very much. Um, I you know, okay. The other one I would say is Punch Drunk Love. Oh, uh, that's a good. That's right? what Adam Sandler. Yeah, uh -huh. that's his his greatest performance in my opinion. My favorite filmmaker, Paul Thomas Anderson. And right now I feel like just punch drunk love because I'm in love. I'm in love. We're just, you know, fresh engagement. And I feel mm -hmm. very much right now that that film is, is, is in my heart. And, um, but I, that he's my favorite filmmaker, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. So, yeah, I would say uh, punch drunk love, but also for profit and, and, you know, for everybody out there listening, go check the films out going to be coming out soon, sooner rather than later. So, Go, go look for it. And where can we go to find out more about any other projects that you may have going on? Yeah, you can find me on uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook at MSI Films. Okay, so easy. All yeah. right, so that is our show. Do you have any last encouraging words that you would like to share with our lovely listeners? Well, just, you know, I bet you're listening because you're a creative. So go out there, be creative <laughs> right now. Let the let let the spirit take you, you know, whatever you believe that means and and um, go create because right now we need creators. We need storytellers. We need people doing positive things and and um, spreading spreading good messages. So um, so go out there and do that. Yay to the creative professionals out there. Yes. Let your business be your kingdom entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Oh, giving glory to God here. Okay, well, that is our show. We are wrap. How was that? Oh, fantastic. That was yes. wonderful. <laughs> I had a great time. Yes, it was so awesome to have you on. And if you ever want to stop by again, let your girl know. Okay. Uh, yes, so what we always say on the show, you guys. See you next time on the flip head side. Bye. <laughs>
Love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs>